nationalists on account of being dead. Chernin had a salt and pepper crew cut, a gray military mustache, and tinted Porsche aviator glasses. He was six feet tall, and although he was 56, he had a lean build and a flat belly from thrice weekly workouts at the Vertical Club. Despite Allen's state of decomposition, Chernin was able to note with some satisfaction that the much younger man hadn't been in nearly as good shape as was the M.E. himself. The two plainclothes cops from CSU, the crime scene unit, had arrived at 5 p.m., about the same time as Chernin, and were busy in the bedroom of the small, upscale East 59th Street apartment. One of them had already shot stills of the body from all angles with a Nikon and a strobe and was now dusting for latent prints. The other was taking measurements with a retractable steel tape of the body's distance to adjoining walls and nearby pieces of furniture, noting them on a sketch he'd made of the crime scene. The closest of the walls was spattered with dried blood. The bed was encrusted with it. What is this? asked the CSU man with the Nikon. A revenge thing? Looks that way to me, said O'Rourke. Alan could have been humping some guy's old lady. Right, it could have been revenge, said the uniformed patrolman who'd been first officer on the scene, now trying to participate in the senior men's speculation. They cut him with an icy stare for presuming to join their conversation, and he clammed right up, his cheeks and forehead flushing. The door opened, and two homicide detectives in sport coats and ties swaggered into the apartment. Their attitude said, okay, you can relax now, the pros are here. Homicide detectives were at the top of the status ladder in the NYPD, and as such were often envied and resented by their inferiors. Everybody at the crime scene exchanged guarded greetings. The two gold shields were Siegel and Caruso from Manhattan North Homicide. The Uptown Task Force was based in Harlem and dispatched seasoned homicide detectives to assist PDUs on all murders as far south as 59th Street. Max Siegel was 32, blonde, slim, and Jewish. Only a set of somewhat crooked teeth stood between him and serious handsomeness. Salvatore Caruso was 46, dark, heavyset, and Italian. He had a thick neck, a pockmarked but pleasantly rugged face, a heavy frame, and a massive beer belly that would have been appropriate in the third trimester of pregnancy. Max and Caruso glanced at the body on the unmade queen-size bed. Jesus Christ, said Max softly. He had never gotten used to decompose bodies and was secure enough by now to express his revulsion. As you can see from the mid-trickle of blood from the facial area, stated the M.E., the mutilation of the face occurred after the heart stopped. Post-mortem wounds, as you know, don't bleed. The neck wound looks like a surprise attack, said Max. The attacker was probably someone the victim knew and trusted. Alan was naked when he died, right? Right, said Chernin. So probably it was his girlfriend, said O'Rourke. More like his boyfriend, said Max. Everyone turned to look at him. Stab wounds to the neck, said Max. Very common in gay homicides. Also facial mutilation. Right, said Caruso. You find a nude male DOA, it's a pretty good shot. It's a fag homicide. This isn't no female's M.O. The CSU man, who'd been dusting for prints with the white powder unique to the NYPD, now pressed cellophane tape to the ones he liked, lifted them, and transferred them to dark-colored backing paper. The other CSU man pulled on thin, off-white surgical gloves and rolled the body over on its side, looking for further wounds. "'That's all you're gonna find,' said Chernin. 
The incision to the lateral aspect of the neck is the cause of death. Projectile bleeding, said the CSU man with the surgical gloves, glancing at the dumbbell splatter pattern on the wall, so named for the shape of the droplets. The M.E. nodded. The killer severs Allen's carotid, said Chernin. Allen's heart is pushing out two ounces of blood with every pulse beat. Allen is hysterical. He grabs the end of the sheet here and presses it to his neck to stop exsanguinating. It doesn't work. He grows weak. He sinks back down on the bed. He goes to sleep. The killer watches him die. When Allen's dead, the killer decides killing him isn't enough and goes to work on his face. Chernin turned toward the senior detectives for corroboration. Sounds good to me, Doc, said Max. Christ, it stinks in here, said Caruso, finally opting to mention it. Didn't anybody open the windows? I already opened the windows and sprinkled ammonia, said the uniform.